There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning into the podcast. Again, we'd like to welcome you to this new year on the podcast. We are beginning the end of the book of Matthew. In the next couple of weeks, we'll wind up Matthew, have a couple of weeks of testimony. And I know I gave a couple of statistics the other day. We have the final counts in. Just wanted to let some of you know that maybe you're interested in such things. And uh, it's not boasting, just we give God the glory. There's nothing to boast of here. Uh, but we have uh, top 50% of all podcasts on Buzzsprout and top 20% of religious uh, podcasts on Buzzsprout. Now, in case you're impressed, uh, there are some that have twenty three to 27,000 downloads every time. And I know Hot Rod Parsley and some guys like that, Joyce Meyer, people like that use Buzzsprout. And they have a lot more listeners than what I do. But thank God for each and every one of you that listen. Thank God for each and every one of you that download. And I thank God that uh, God's given us the finances. We don't have to sell out. We don't have to advertise for a bunch of degenerates and a bunch of false prophets and liars and advertise on this podcast to promote their podcast. Thank God for that. 23,000 downloads, uh, 13 different countries, 260 episodes of 4,601 minutes on the podcast. And thanks to each and every one of you that have recorded. We've had testimonies. We've had other preachers, messages on here. I thank God for each and every one of them. I thank God for the privilege we have to have this podcast. Thank you for those of you that contact us. Let us know you're listening. Uh, those of you that speak kind words to us about the podcast and just let us know that the Lord is helping you in some areas of your life. It just exhorts us to continue on. It gives us the idea that people are listening. If you feel like nobody's listening, it's kind of depressing at times. I know I came from the nursing home ministry where I first cut my teeth preaching. And I was at the Western Maryland Hospital, a rehabilitation hospital, but it wasn't a rehabilitation hospital. They rehabilitated people. For the most part, people went there because there was nowhere else for them to go. They were long-term care rehabilitative patients, meaning they needed physical care every single day. Young people in automobile accidents, young people with strokes. Uh, there were people there in their 30s and 40s. They were unresponsive. They never responded at all to the preaching. And I'd go there and I'd preach like a wild man. I'd preach like the roof was on fire trying to tell them about Jesus Christ. And so I thank God, even when it seems like nobody's listening, there may be that one person that's hearing the Word of God. And so pray for the podcast in this new year. And would you do us a favor? Would you let folks know about it? Would you just send a text out, let folks know? And if you don't like my preaching, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have some testimonies. I know we've had five or six people who have already sent testimonies in. There's something to be quite stunning. Uh, some of them will be quite the shocker for people because they're tremendous testimonies of the grace of God, the working of God, in wooing men to salvation. Many of them were religious lost people, people that had professions of faith, people that had professed faith very young. And yet later, they were truly birthed of God. They were born into Jesus Christ. God settled the doubts, the fears. God gave them the peace of God that passeth all understanding. That's what God will do for you. He'll give you that peace. But the first thing you got to do is acknowledge you don't have peace and tell God I don't have peace. 
I got a call from a man in just this past couple days, a man that I dealt with many years ago. I mean, he, we had sat down at the restaurant, we had talked, and uh, he was struggling, he was wrestling, he, and he called me just the other day and thanked me. He said, brother, I want to thank you for talking to me one more time. He said, those doubts have been settled. Thank God. Then he asked me this, he said, brother, would you pray for my family? He said, knowing what I went through and seeing the, the, the lack of peace, he goes, I got family members that claim they're saved and they have no peace. They go through times of doubt and periods of doubt. He said, I realize now the reason I doubted so much is I was just lost and God has settled me and God has given me that perfect peace. And he asked me to pray for his children, asked me to pray for his family, that God would settle them and give them perfect peace. And there's some of you that have asked for that same prayer and I thank God for that. Oh, I thank God for the honesty and the integrity. A lot of people just need to be honest with God. They just need to tell the Lord, Lord, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm doing. This is where I've been. And Lord, I just don't know. I just don't understand. Oh, there's some that just say, Lord, I don't have peace. And I don't understand why I don't have peace. But would you show me why I don't have peace? I believe it would be a great prayer to pray. At the meeting down in North Carolina a couple of weeks ago, we had asked folks to pray. Lord, show me me. And then folks out of sorts and bickering and arguing and ladies bickering amongst themselves and the young girls getting irritated over things said and, and yet they're shocked at these things, but yet we ask God to reveal ourselves to us. And it's like folks say, they ask God that and then he shows them what they are and they shake their head. No, certainly that can't be me. They're still in denial about what they are. And you ask God to show you what you are. The next day you're fighting with your spouse and God's trying to show you what you are. You're bickering with everybody you know. God's trying to show you what you are. You're selfish. You won't deny yourself. You're out of sorts with people. You're bitter with people. God has shown you what you are. You ought to just thank him and acknowledge what God has shown you. Quit living in denial about what you are. And in this new year, why don't you ask God, show me me, Lord. Help me to see me. We're in Matthew 25, verse 31. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. Now we know the Lord also cometh with 10,000 of his saints. We know that. He's coming with the holy angels. They're going to come with him. He's going to come and he's going to sit upon the throne. We've doctrinally explained that in the last several podcasts. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them from one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand. That's those that have believed. That's those nations that have been holy nations, God's nations. But the goats on the left, and I believe he's talking about that great time of tribulation. I believe there's going to be a nation that's going to come out of that, that's going to love God. Those virgins are going to go out and preach the word of God. That nation is going to find repentance because he calls them a sheep nation. But then the goats he's putting on his left hand. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And so this kingdom was prepared from the foundation of the world. And you look up that phrase in the word of God, and my pastor recently dealt with that, that foundation of the world. And you look at that and you realize the thing that God has done since the foundation, now not the earth, but the world. When God laid those foundations, this was already planned that God was going to have a kingdom, the kingdom of Jesus Christ. He was going to rule and he was going to reign. Those are blessed of the Father because they're going to have an inheritance in him. But then he said this in verse 35, and let's just take this to heart, and let's just ask the Lord, show me me in this. For I was in hunger, and you gave me meat. And I'm the selfish person, immediately looks at themselves, says, oh, when I was hungry, God took care of me. That's not what he's speaking of at all. This is the Lord speaking. He gave me meat, I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. 
naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came unto me. Who's he saying that to? He's saying to that sheep nation. He's saying those that he's called to come. Why? They did what they were supposed to. They loved the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy mind, thy soul, to love thy neighbor as thyself. Those two great commandments on these hang all the law and the prophets. That's what he's speaking of. When you saw me have need, you took care of me. Now he explains a little bit who that me is and who I is in this because it goes on. And he, and the, he visit, you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when we saw thee and hungered and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink, when saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when we saw thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the Lord answers that according to the law and the prophets when he said this, and the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. And so it's not that we literally see Christ on earth and we see him naked and clothe him and see him hungry and feed him and see him thirsty and give him water. And when he's in prison, come preach to him. That's literally, it's not Christ. He's saying, when you've done this to the least of these, my brethren, you've done it as unto me. Jesus Christ, the righteous. When you take the brethren, you take those that are destitute, you take those that are poor, those impoverished, and you feed them. And you clothe them. We talked about the talent yesterday and the, this folly that so many people have in their life. They just can't see past the nose on their face. They cannot see the needs of people. They cannot understand it's always good to do good. It's never wrong to do good. And people think it's weird to do good. It's weird when somebody hands them money. It's weird when somebody says, hey, the Lord laid this on my heart to give this to you. The Lord impressed upon me to provide for you. The Lord has shown me you have need. It's so weird to people today. You know why? Because they don't think that way themselves. And you learn how to give, you'll learn how to receive. You learn how to be obedient in your giving. You'll learn how to be obedient in your receiving. And you've done this to the least of mine. You've done to the least of these. You've done to the absolute, the youngest child, the most impoverished person, the most enfeebled. You've done it for the worst Christian you know. You took care of their need. You know why? Because they're a child of God. And we're to do good unto all men. I said, that's a fact. But also, that we're especially those that are the household of faith. And so Jesus Christ tells them, this is the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. This is exactly what he's speaking of. That's why you are going to be this nation that's going to be on my right hand. You're going to come into this kingdom. You're going to enter into this kingdom with me. You're going to see me rule and reign. You're going to see miracles beyond miracles because you did what was right according to the scriptures. Folks have an idea of what is right. I love what Brother Lester Roloff said. He said, God never put in place a plan for the government to feed people. That has never been such a thing. God never instituted government to provide for others. God never instituted government to provide for your needs. God never instituted that. What God did institute was that the church, and when I say the church, I'm talking about the people of God, the children of God, not these home church people that have never given anything, that hate tithing and hate God, not the home church crowd that denies the word of God and has never provided for anyone and selfish in all their ways and covetous in all their ways and refuse to open their wallet to be a blessing to others. Not that crowd. No, the crowd I'm speaking of is the crowd in the household of faith that crowd that sees to do good and knows to do good because they're a child of God. 
And they see that person with need. They see that widow woman. Or they see that one that's married that lives as a widow. And they see the need. And they say, you know what? We will do good. We'll entreat the elder as mother. The younger as sisters with all purity. And we're just going to do good to the household of faith. We see the man that's lost his wife. And we're going to do good to him. We're going to do good according to the scriptures. You see the childless. And you're going to do good to those ladies. You see the fatherless, you'll do good to those children. You're just going to do what's right. You realize that that ox that's treading out the corn, you don't want to muzzle him. You want to make sure that he's fed. And I don't mean fat, fed. This doesn't mean fed and fat. The righteous shall wax fat is spiritual. It has nothing to do with your physical makeup because you live high on the hog. And therefore, we live in a day when obesity abounds because the children of God think that the righteous are waxing fat according to their bellies, not according to their soul. And yet the word of God still is true. The word of God always is true. The word of God still ministers to our needs. But then he said this, he shall say to them on the left hand, depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Now I want to clarify this. There's a lot of confusion over these verses. These are those that did not obey the law and the prophets. These are those that did not love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy soul. These are they that did not love the word of God. These are they that did not love their neighbor as themselves. Because here's what he said. When I was at hunger, you gave me no meat. And I was thirsty, you gave me no drink. You were covetous. You were self-indulgent. You lived for yourself. You lived for your own. I was a stranger and you took me not in. Naked and you clothed me not. Sick and in prison, you visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when we saw thee in hunger and a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee, then shall he answer them, and saying, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. The least of who? Those lambs. That sheep nation. You came to them, and you did not do it unto the least of them. You saw them have need, and you did not help. That's that selfish society we live in today. And I realize the welfare system has driven part of that. They've made it where people don't depend on their neighbors anymore. They don't depend on others anymore. They sit back and let everybody provide for them. That's the system. That's the society in which we live. God's never intended for that to be. Listen, yeah, there's a time in your life you may need to go through that. Time in your life you may not be able to work. Time in your life you may need some help. Let me say this to you listening on this podcast. The just shall live by faith. That's what the word of God says. And if God can't take care of your needs, he's not God. And it could be he's not going to meet your need because you didn't meet the needs of others. It could be that when you could have sown in righteousness, you could have reaped in righteousness, but you did not sow because you did not see the need. You did not clothe. You did not feed. You know what he said? You're in danger, friend. You don't see the you profess Christ all you want, but faith without works is dead. And if you don't meet the needs of other people, you do not have living faith. And that's not true. That's scriptural. And my friend, you did it to the least of these, you've done it unto me. You did not do it to the least of these, you did not do it as unto me. And that's just the challenge of the word of God. They're in danger of hellfire. They don't see it. Covetous, selfish, inward looking, always thinking of themselves first. No thought for God's people. No thought for the widow. No thought for the childless. No thought for those clothed um, in rags and those clothed in, in poverty. No thought for those in danger of starvation or danger of thirst. No thought for them. And that's who's in danger. Those goat nations 
and these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. That's the podcast for today. Lord, we'll be back on here tomorrow. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption calleth not. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.